0: One of my favorite ways right now is quite frankly, flipping because I get to exercise my creative mind. And so there's an alignment of my abilities and my execution on both of those sides that is really fulfilling.
1: If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable Forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Conscious investor, welcome back. So excited to have you here. I want to let you know that there are a couple of exciting opportunities. One, if you are in the Boise area and you are a woman, hey, come see me. I'm going to be speaking at the Invest her meetup on the 8th of November. So I'd love to see you there. I'm going to travel down from far North Idaho down to Boise. And the invitation was so much fun. And I just believe in what is being generated there at that invest her group. And so I'm excited. We're going to talk about real estate investing, but we're also going to talk about how to really engage what's taking place over 2023 in your personal professional life. How is that getting clarity on your vision and utilizing that to really prepare to launch into 2024 with strength. So again, Boise, November 8th, invest her meetup. You can find it on meetup.com or check out my socials because I will have lots of information about it. Now, Hey, you know what guys, I'm not going to leave you out. So come see me, everyone, regardless of who you are, come see me and all of my amazing friends. March 7th through 10th at the gorgeous Lake Coeur resort because the conscious investor growth day is taking place. Yeah, I know it's plural this year. It's going to should say next year. This year is only one day, but next year we did expand the event out. It is going to be multiple days and speakers are flying in from all over the country. Just the most extraordinary people. And you do not want to miss this. The space is extremely limited. We have 150 tickets. That's it. When they are gone, they are gone. I'm not trying to be like, oh, scarcity or anything like that. But I do want you to know the culture of the event is extremely important to us. We had 50 amazing people attend the first growth day. And this year we're targeting, we're saying, okay, let's go to 150, but we really want to make sure that every attendee has proximity to our speakers, opportunities to engage with them and opportunities to really grow those relationships with fellow conscious investors. Now, Hey, if you're new to listening to the show and you're like, wow, conscious investor, conscious investor. I just want to let you know that the three pillars of a conscious investor are Health, mindset, and wealth, because there is no sense in chasing after financial freedom when we don't have agency or personal freedom in these other elements of life. And so that's why, yes, we talk about investing on the show, but we also talk about how are we generating physical health? How are we generating a strong mindset so that we can cultivate healthy finances in that process? One more opportunity, and I'm throwing this out there, and my guests and I were talking about this off air, I just want to let you know that there is an opportunity that is coming up, and it's going to be limited to six to 12 ladies at the most, and that is going to be for a really special growth accelerator for the year, it's 12 months, 2024, I'm throwing that out there, so if you're listening, and you're ambitious, and you are like, I really want to really find clarity. And I want to take so much massive action in 2024, but I don't want to be afraid. I know some of us feel like we're bleeding off the page. We have no margins and you hit print and it's just all over the place. Right. And we don't want to lead our lives like that because we can have this success that we want. We can generate that in community without fracturing us as humans. Right. So we can show up in every part of our life with strength and our ambition does not ever need to be compromised. Now if that is resonating with you in any capacity, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a lady in your life that is like, whoa, that sounds like something that would be great, just shoot me an email. Okay. So shoot it to the conscious investor podcast at gmail.com and I will put you on the list to learn more. Again, space is limited, six to 12 people, always because we're trying to retain culture and community and more meaningful relationships and opportunity for that all right you guys i have a really great friend joining me today on this podcast happened to meet this friend through my high performance coach he kept saying you've got to meet my business partner she's amazing and i think you guys are going to really enjoy each other and he was right and i think that was two years ago now so i am absolutely thrilled Sherry is so accomplished and talk about an ambitious woman. I mean, she's raising kids, including twins (laughs) and everybody's middle school on up. So we all know that's a busy household right there. And she's jet setting across the country to support people. She's got short term rentals that are flights away. She's invested in real estate in every capacity I think is humanly possible. But she's also a psychologist. So let's just go there. So imagine this, being an Air Force psychologist, being in the Air Force, that's a big deal right there. And then making a transition, joining into the real estate space, and serving as a high performance coach. There's obviously Conscious Investor, you can hear it. There's a lot of opportunity here in this conversation. So we're going to serve you powerfully. Yeah, we're going to talk about real estate investing, and we're probably going to talk about all the mindset elements that come along with it. So join me in welcoming Sherry. Sherry, I am so, so, so happy to finally have you on the Conscious Investor. Thank you so much. And oh, my gosh, hearing that, I'm like, who is that? That's
0: not me. Like, that's not how I feel. (laughs) A smile on your face all the time. Oh, thank you. I am genuinely a very happy person. But yeah, I think it just highlights that sometimes how people view us or how we seem on the external doesn't always match how we feel on the internal. There can be a drastic difference or I just feel like an average person. And I really see myself as an average person. I have big ambitions. And I really want to serve well. So I try
1: to get involved in the areas that I feel like I can serve in. So you've had a lot of iterations, like if we're real, like the iterations that you've had over the years. Oh, yeah. And that takes a lot of people don't have the ability, the adaptability to lean into that. I know conscious investors are going through a lot of their own growth and progression transformation what are some elements that supported you in retrospect as you look back and what advice would you give people who are trying to engage that transformation I think that advice could be served also someone told me I don't give advice but I have an opinion so if you'd like to go down that route <laughs> well I will say what I've noticed about myself And that
0: is I have over the years given myself progressively more and more permission to try things and to pivot. I feel like the word pivot has become on the forefront of my mind and my vocabulary over the last years because I went to school for a long time. I was in the Air Force as a psychologist, and then I pivoted out of the Air Force and started a private practice. And then I pivoted out of private practice and started doing high-performance coaching. And then I pivoted within that. I started doing a lot more investing. I've been investing since 2007. But once I sold the practice, then it's like, oh, I'm going to have fun. And then like we did a whole bunch more stuff instead of it just being kind of a little bit here and there. And it was like, let's go all in. And then so it's just been a process of continually trying things, seeing what I like. How I feel about it, how am I able to use my gifts, talents, and abilities in some of these areas, and then giving myself permission to be like, no, I want that thing, but let me kind of shift it a little bit and try it in this way. So it's
1: allowing myself the grace to pivot. Mm, I found that that's something I've had to generate over time and i don't know if that's something that generally happens as people mature in life, i mature, let's be real i'm saying get older. <laughs> i don't know if that's something that happens just as we are aging in life and we have more experience or if that's something that we have to willingly choose. what do you think? it's a great question. i would say as i think about how that applies for my
0: life, it's really been a lot of refinement and having an awareness of myself and constantly learning about myself and what makes the most sense for me as I said the word pivot (laughs) quite frankly I was thinking about a lot of the business podcasts that I listen to where they're like double down and just do it stop switching what you're doing all the time because you're losing traction one of my shoulders as I was saying that Mm -hmm. and so for me it hasn't necessarily been like pivoting completely from one thing to another, but rather just giving myself freedom to pursue what energizes me. And I think that awareness and recognition and having conversations about that with people in your life that can give Mm -hmm. you feedback because living in our own brain and keeping all of our thoughts and feelings and inside can be a recipe for missing out on some very significant perspectives. And so by including people in those conversations, whether it's a spouse or a friend or a coach or whoever, I think that's a really critical part of that. And I know, Julie, you're huge on community and you're huge on being able to talk and give and take with somebody.
1: It's so important to be able to give that feedback to people and also to be able to receive it. And I'm a firm believer that if we don't have those trusted relationships, the established relationships where we know you could see speak volumes into my life. And I would know that it was from a position of care and wisdom and not, I'm just trying to like show you how to do things like just get in line or, and that's so important having those established relationships. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Let me ask you this. With all of this, because mindset and high-performance habits and just that those elements are so important to you and I, how do you think those have effect, like supported you in your real estate investing and giving you that feedback that you need to make the pivots? I'm not going to give up on pivots for a win.
0: <laughs> it's being a little bit more analytical, quite frankly, I would say is part of what's happened. So I'm smart. I do well in school. Like that's always been a blessing for me. But I look at some of the decisions I made around starting a business, around running a business, and I didn't necessarily have a great framework from which to make decisions. I would make a decision because it might have been in alignment with a value, but like I didn't understand that there's a bigger picture and that I was just kind of working on coloring the picture to its full. Like I was only looking at a little bit of it. I didn't even realize all this stuff existed. And so as I pivoted into high performance coaching, I realized that there's actually a framework that I can use in my life and in my decisions to help me reliably and predictably become a better version of me and to become more successful as Mm -hmm. a result of me and my own personal and professional development. And so once I realized that framework, oh my gosh, like that was so freeing. So that like anytime there is a challenge or chaos, all of that sort of stuff, I honestly don't feel as anxious. Because I know that I can take a step back. I know that there's a framework in which I can ask questions of myself and I can think about things. And I've got support structure in place. I've always had my husband. He is not a coach. He likes to tell everybody what to do. Like most people do. I've had to decondition myself from that because as a psychologist, I would always have people coming into my office and saying, yeah, they may not say this literally, but they'd be like, well, you're the doctor. You need to just tell me what to do. Fix me.
1: Fix me. Yeah.
0: And I let myself be in that position for years where I would be like, okay, I took all the ownership for that. And I don't anymore. I help people co-create their solutions. It's not me telling them what Mm -hmm. to do. It's helping them kind of discover. And so having people around me that can help in that way, not tell me what to do, but ask me those questions. Yeah. I mean, they do happen to be coaches, so they have really good questions. But they asked me the questions. And so it's this framework of understanding, oh, this is how I figure out what I'm doing in life. This is how I figure out where I'm going and what's important. That framework has been everything.
1: So there's so much there. And I'm not surprised. Conscious Investor, I know Sherry. So I'm not surprised there is just so much depth to what you're saying. But I'm just like, wow, there's so many ways I want to direct this I'm going to interject just for the coach part of me to say, one of my favorite questions is, and what else? (laughs) It's like the simplest question. It just pulls back so many different layers. It's so fun. And I love that you're talking about co-creating solutions. And what's really fascinating is that the question I asked you was different. And this is really great because I love that. I was asking you, how did this support you with your investing? But really the ultimate, the foundation of it all and here this conscious investor is that when we have the right tools as a human, we use those tools in every single part of our life. We use them in our health choices. We use them in our mindset and we use them in our wealth building strategies. So it's not compartmentalized, which now, as I say it, this just makes me feel exhausted, but oftentimes (laughs) we're so compartmentalized where we're thinking, okay, I've got to go in this specific training so that I can do this specific thing. And if we did that for health mindset, wealth, it would be extremely exhausting and time-consuming when we create this foundation of this is how I make really great decisions. And this is how I know that reliably and predictably, I can generate the outcome that I'm looking for in any part of my life. That feels so light to me. And I've never heard anyone put it in that way. And so I want to thank you for that. You are welcome. And Yeah, I didn't succinctly
0: and specifically answer your question. So let me give an example then.
1: (laughs) But it was such a good answer. (laughs) like, You can answer further, but I want to draw upon like, this is so important for everyone to understand like this foundation, this tenet, this philosophy is so critical and freeing and makes life easy, which you and I are talking off air, like let's hit easy in life. So, okay. Now really answer the question. (laughs) So because of the framework
0: to help me really sort through, who do I want to be? How do I want to impact the world? What aspirations do I not just have for me, but for my family, specifically Mm -hmm. that I've gotten clarity that one of the things that I want to let my kids experience in life is to live outside of the U.S. Because I believe that there is an incredible amount of growth that happens when you are in a place you are unfamiliar with and you have to become highly adaptable, when you have to learn another language. Also, you get to realize that the whole world isn't like where I live. I live in Wyoming. We're the least populated state in the US and there is a specific culture here. A lot of those pieces I appreciate, but if my kids and some of them have a little different way of thinking, like if they don't feel like they fit in here, they could end up feeling like they don't fit in anywhere for the rest of their life. And so I want them to understand there's different ways of thinking, there's different ways of living, there's different ways of eating, all of these different things. (laughs) I want them to understand that they get to make these choices as they get older. They don't have to get stuck with the way that they grew up in some of these ways. And so that then, getting clarity on that, has shifted the way that we have been investing over the last year. Because now I'm finding ways of, not having to be as intricately involved in some of the investing that we do. And we need to generate some more passive income. And so part of what we're doing is generating more passive income, but also more short-term active income that we could then plug into passive income when we're gone. Because I don't want to have to really work hard while we're like overseas for a year or two, or Mm -hmm. how whatever that ends up looking like. So now I've gotten clarity. I'm like, okay, so now I've got some timelines and some strategies where before, like we have nine short-term rentals within our portfolio. I don't necessarily manage them personally. We have an employee that manages them, but it's still like, there's a lot of questions and a lot of things she brings back to us. So there's still a lot of time and energy spent in that. So I'm thinking like, how can I streamline our portfolio so that we don't have to be involved, like be the least involved possible? So that is how getting clear on one area of life
1: can absolutely 100% impact decisions about investing. That's really, really interesting. Super Ed, Steve and I were talking about passive income. It's a conversation. And you've heard me say this before. He keeps me grounded. And he always asks me, are you giving yourself another job? <laughs> I know it's your passion and that that's what you want. But what's Part of the greater picture that you're trying, and that's where having that clarity together. I know you and your husband have that clarity together of what you're trying to create. And in those conversations, we've talked about passive income. So he comes to me yesterday and he's he had listened to a podcast episode about passive income and. He said, yeah, so really the only passive income you can really have is if you're a limited partner is he was going through, he was telling me about the conversation with the guests, which are people we know. And it was just fun. I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely true. Like having short-term rentals is great. But like you said, even if you have somebody manage, overseeing it and running those day-to-day operations, the buck stops with you and you're still going to have to answer those questions to ensure even the oversight of it in any of these assets. Let me just see. I'm like, you might have more to add. I'm like, I don't want to just go for it. Go for it. Okay. Got, yeah, Go for it. Let's follow your rabbit hole. Okay. Well, I'm like, well, I'm shifting this to say what else is in the investment portfolio? Cause I think you guys have a pretty diverse investment portfolio and it's fascinating. Are you comfortable if I ask a question? I'm like, I didn't tell you I was going to ask that question. I'm just following the rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I know you have short-term rentals. I know you're a limited partner. I feel like you have like office space or triple net lease or something, but I could be wrong. So first of all, we have one out of state property
0: which we fully own. We are part of two syndications as limited partners. One of them is one that Julie is involved in, and then we have another one in Dallas. So I suppose it's like 400 some units between the two that we are part of then we have a home in Florida that's actually closing for us to sell next week. You're
1: selling it? We're selling it. I don't know if I can handle that because that's the first time you and I ever met on a podcast was I was on your podcast and you and your daughter were there working on that. This is emotional for me. We were
0: working (laughs) on it. We flew down there and my assistant and my oldest daughter, we were like outfitting it and stuff like that. And that's part of the story of why short-term rentals aren't always passive is we've been taking a loss on that thing for a number of months. It just okay. has not stayed rented. And so we switched rental companies and it was even worse. And there's oh. only so much I can do from here. And I don't have the time to dig in and figure out how to build some relationships for medium-term rentals with a nursing company or all the different strategies. Like, I know there's strategies, yeah. but I don't have the bandwidth for that. And so... We just decided we're going to cut bait and we're selling it. And I think we'll break even. So I'm very thankful that there's not been any investments that we've made so far that we've lost money on. So very privileged in that. But Okay, so we have that short-term rental, which is out of state, and we're selling that. Everything else that we own is local to where we're at. And so we've got some small multifamily that are long-term rentals. We have some houses that are long-term rentals. We have a couple commercial buildings and one which is a triple net, another one which kind of has a mixture among the tenants. We have a couple contract for deeds where we are the buyers and a couple contract for deeds where supporting somebody else buying that a house over time. And we do flips. So currently we just closed on a property on Friday that we're flipping and should have that done in about four weeks. Our contractor is amazing. Within three days, the thing was demoed on the inside. It's got new windows it's repainted, like he's killing it. Wow! I know. And so there's a whole story about how we've chosen to partner with him on these flips. So we could go down that partnering, but what else are we doing? We have a lot of conversations with folks about private money, us being the recipients of it and being able to put their money to use and giving them a good return,
1: not through the syndication round, but through some Mm -hmm. of these other opportunities. I think that one of the elements I love about how you and your family invest is that you have a line of sight into so many different like ways of investing where sometimes we can glamorize something, not, I'm just going to say this, like, and I don't mean it in a pointed way at all, but like short-term rentals were like the poster child for so long for the last seven, eight years of yay, this is where to go. And I've been personally hesitant about being involved in that space. And I've not gotten involved, even though I'm like watching my friends making money hand over fist in things. But it's interesting when we start to see any investment, how it plays out and what it actually truly requires of us and what it generates on the other end of things. Yeah, It's hard to actually understand that until we're actually on the field experiencing play by play. So Absolutely. out of all of these, do you have a favorite way? Some people don't like favorites. I know conscious investor. I see you. Okay. So maybe we won't talk about favorites, but we'll talk about a preferred way or something that you're like, well, that was super easy. <laughs> Let me do
0: more <laughs> of that. <laughs> the easiest money that we made was flipping land. Yeah. It wasn't a life-changing amount of money, but we were able to purchase a lot in town that was undeveloped for, I think it was like 20,000. And we then sold it within a couple of weeks for 45,000 or something like that. By far, that was easiest. Now we don't necessarily have a pipeline of land sellers, so that's not going to happen a lot. Go Wyoming. (laughs) Right? (laughs) One of my favorite ways right now is quite frankly, flipping. And the Mm -hmm. reason I love it is probably not the reason that most people talk about it. And it's because I get to exercise my creative mind. And I look at coaching and house flipping very similar Mm -hmm. because I can see potential. I can see potential Mm -hmm. in a house and I can see potential in people. And so there's an alignment of my abilities and my execution on both of those sides that is really fulfilling. I would say that the short-term rental side, we are actually working at returning our short-term rentals locally back to long-term rentals. I've done the analysis over the last year, and the amount of money that we got was more, but short-term rental people are pretty picky. And our properties are like 80s, maybe 70s, 80s. And so like for a long-term renter, it's fine if there's something not perfect. So we have put so much money into stupid maintenance stuff over the last year that has it's wiped out the extra money that we were getting. So when I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh, that and the fact that I'm trying to simplify, make things easier, I mean, it was no brainer. I'm like, okay, we're just going to need to revert these back. So we're slowly finding long-term tenants. Some of them are getting rented out as medium-term furnished. And so it's not like all or nothing, but we're slowly converting them back for that reason.
1: Yeah, that it is far more hands off. And it's interesting as my experience with the long-term rentals as the single family space, there's something nice. I mean, like, especially if you have a well-maintained, even if it's an older property, if it's well-maintained Let's just yeah. continue down this path. This is really easy, um, especially when you have the right resident in play. It's yeah. a win-win for everybody. I love Absolutely. that. Oh, that's a lot of fun. I love the concept of land flipping. And I just love how you're also talking about flipping houses and coaching in a very like complementary way and understanding that and unearthing that deeper skill set, like in yeah. that creativity and everything. I just love it. How have you dealt navigated like on the passive investing side? How have you guys navigated releasing that control and saying, okay, I mean, you're used to being in the driver's seat and you and your husband are both like ambitious and extremely successful people, extremely smart and talented. So it's like, yeah, you know, you can go and get things done. Yeah. How is that like, okay, here, go grow my money? Like, <laughs> I think it would be different if we had our entire
0: portfolio or our entire net worth in mm-hmm. limited investing, limited partnerships. I think that would be a different scenario. Right now, I kind of just, quite frankly, I forget about the fact that we have, like I've had these podcasts and like, I'll get done with it. And I'm like, all right, so I forgot we had those, like probably right. for the first eight months. Like I totally never said anything that we were a limited partner because I don't think about it, which is the benefit of doing that. But at the same time, it's not something that I'm depending on. If the crap hit the fan and I lost all that money, it would be a tragedy. It would not change my life. Mm -hmm. And so for me right now, that is a great place to be in is that it's kind of like fun money. It's what I've heard people talk about. If you're going to invest in crypto, invest your fun money, the money that if you lost it all, it's not going to change your life. So that's kind of at this point. Now I do mm-hmm. expect as we kind of progress in our life and that sort of thing, we are gonna do more limited partners over time. And so my thought process and my anxiety around it could change, but right, right
1: now that's my perspective. It's like, I don't really think about it and it's not life-changing money. It's interesting. I don't think about our passive investments. And then Steve will be like, Send me the report. It's like, oh, did you see this report? Did you see this amount of money come into the account? Did you see it's like, and yeah, I just love it because I'm in my lane just doing my thing. And then it's like, that was easy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that was really easy. I love that. I absolutely love it. Oh my gosh, you and I could talk. Forever, I actually genuinely think that we probably could talk for forever, <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's a good thing. It's always a joy to connect with you and talk with you and have such a insightful conversations. As we wrap this up, I just want to ask: like, is there anything else that you think the conscious investor should know or understand about? You can speak to investing in general or passive investing, whichever direction you want to take. That, like, any yeah. last minute gems? That you're like, no, they need to know this. <laughs>
0: I would say for me, one of the most important things that I evaluate when I get into a relationship with somebody, and at this point I have a husband, so that not kind of relationship anymore, but business relationship, whether it's partnership in a different business or partnering with our contractor on some flips, or as a limited partner in some of these things is really understanding the integrity of the people that you're working with. Because Things are going to happen. There are going to be situations where something came out of left field. We couldn't predict it. That just is going to happen. And what matters the most is not the circumstances, but the integrity and the character behind the people in the circumstances. And so that is what I pay the most attention to, because if I can trust their integrity,
1: then that takes so much of the fear and the worry off the table. Yeah. I'm so with you on that. So with you, I think you're aware of this. I've even walked into some partnerships with well-intended to go like full steam ahead. And they're just trusting the intuition. Sometimes to just say like, they're really great people. Something intuitively is just not fully aligned here. And it's a yellow light maybe shows up after going down that. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to heed that yellow light. Cause those partnerships They are critical. And you want to know that you're standing shoulder to shoulder with people who are going to represent your company and you're going to represent their company well. And you're also going to, most importantly, represent whoever is investing with you. And if you own something yourself, assets that you guys have... Like even for the resident or the tenant, the business owner, like just even to be able to provide that stability to where they don't need to worry, just creates yeah. and generates something so different. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I was pursuing being
0: on a GP team and I called you, Julie, and I called a couple other people too, because there was just a couple things that I wasn't super happy with about communication. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, but I felt compelled to continue because I'm like, I gave my word. I don't want to be a flaky, but I don't want to get a reputation for being a flake or anything like that. And I listened to the advice I was given, which included Julie saying, if you feel like it's just trust yourself. And I'm so thankful I did because I was at a meetup in Boulder, Colorado for multifamily. And this gal every time she comes, she has this horror story. Like she, she's so interesting. She did her own flip in some other state. And like, it was horrible. And so she was telling us about- this Don't limited... partner with her, just FYI. I know. <laughs> I know. She's super, super great. But she was telling us about this limited partnership she was in. And it was horrible that just, it was horribly ran and things were happening and everybody was going to lose their money. It was this insane story, one that I wouldn't really believe unless I knew that. She... And so when I asked her who it was, she was reluctant to tell me, but she told told me. And I was like, that was the person I was going to. And so I don't want to scare anybody off from investing because there's always going to be challenges in the environment and marketplace. It's really understanding the track record and the integrity and how are they
1: going to handle a scenario when a bump in the road comes? The character of the who's behind it is so... So, so critical. It's imperative. Yes. And so Conscious Investor, as you are reviewing investment opportunities, a lot of people say, what's track record? And one of the questions I love hearing from you, Conscious Investor, so often is, how do you know these other people? You're partnering in this deal. How do you know them? What's your relationship with them? And I hear more and more the questions about the who's in the deal, even more so than worrying about the mechanics of the deal. And I love that because you can have the very best deal, but if you have people that lack character, they can have all the track record in the world, but if they lack character and things go sideways, limited partners might get thrown under the bus. I say might, maybe they won't, but the worst deal, but if you have a strong people that are ambitious working with integrity and have strong character and they value their limited partners and really... I know for the partnerships I'm in it's always about the limited partners like wait we have to do this for them and you know it's like you can make the worst deal shine and become a super strong deal this the people yeah. Yeah. And people driven too. Everybody knows that about Julie. Yeah. She likes people. (laughs) (laughs) So Sherry, I am so grateful for you. And I'm grateful that we finally had an opportunity to record a podcast session between all of the awesome things that we're able to do in the world and serve in the world in such powerful ways. And one of the elements that I love Love, love, love is that you have used your amazing skill set as a coach in your background. I know your background in psychology does help, it's a beautiful blend. And so, I'm just looking at the groups that you're able to do group coaching in. Can I name drop? Do you want to name drop? I think it's super great. I mean, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like with Justin Mosley's group, with Michael Blanc's group, like she's running high-performance coaching groups for a nut and, and a large real estate brokerage. Like she's running high-performance group coaching in these environments and serving so powerfully because this coaching is so imperative. And I happen to know That Sherry has just a few, again, going back to the beginning of the episode, not using scarcity as a trying to scare you type thing, but if you're interested and if you're resonating with Sherry, she has some high performance coaching slots available for one-on-one. And I know that some of you are looking at taking, accelerating and taking life to the next level and just finding that deeper level of clarity. And so if... She's resonating with you on any level. Like you want to reach out if you are involved in Michael Blanc's group or Justin Mosey's group or something like that. And somehow you missed the bandwagon and you didn't know you had access, or maybe you need to level up your membership level so that you do gain that access. Like I want to encourage you to do that proximity to the opportunity to high performance coaching completely changed my life. And I know, I can say this beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you're willing to show up one-on-one or in group coaching sessions with an effective coach like Sherry, you will see a difference in your life and how you show up and how you're able to contribute. And all the goals, just the clarity is going to help you out so much. So Sherry, I cannot talk you up enough. So I'm like, and Coach Sylvester, I know the value of working with a great coach. How will they reach out to you? I know we're gonna drop some things in the show notes, but for those who are on the treadmill, who are driving or walking the dog so they can hear it, like best ways to get in touch with you.
0: The quickest way or the easiest way would just be Dr. Sherry Fluellen at Gmail. I love that you use Gmail for your conscious investor <laughs> podcast email. Dr. Sherry Fluellen at Gmail. I'm also on social media. I do the most on Facebook in just really being able to provide a lot of valuable videos and content that way. And there's other things, but I would say email or Facebook would be the
1: two. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a investing partner. And thank you for serving the Conscious Investor community today. My pleasure. Conscious Investor do not be a stranger at all. What are you waiting for? If we have not spoken about your investment goals, guess what? You won't know about the investment opportunities. Remember, my company operates under a 506B umbrella. That way we can serve accredited investors who need different strategies in their portfolio and to really work with some of those tax strategies, right? We wanna support accredited investors. We also wanna support those of you who are, still aiming to achieve that accreditation status. And so 506B means that we have to have a conversation. So if you're interested, even slightly, you're kind of like, I'm kind of interested in learning more about investing in apartments and assisted living facilities then make sure that you schedule a time for us to chat. Just click a link down in the show notes for an investor discovery call. And then if you're still apprehensive, just look down at the reviews on Apple Podcasts because you'll see some reviews of people who are like, oh, we got on a call and it's fun. Investing should be fun. These conversations should not be like going to see a doctor or dentist. No offense to all my doctor and dentist friends out there, right? <laughs> I love you. You're great. We need you. That sometimes we get apprehensive white coat syndrome and all of that. So you don't need to be apprehensive. Most people say, oh my gosh, you're just the same as you are on the show. Yes, I am. I care about you. So make sure you schedule a time for us to talk. Until next time, live big, love bigger, and do great things. Overwhelmed by apartment syndication, but want to learn more? Let me help you press the easy button. Head over to 3keysinvestments.com and download Syndication Made Simple. I explain simply how the process works, who's involved, and how you can get started today. You're smart, and with this simple guide, you'll be able to understand the process. Head over to 3keysinvestments.com and download Syndication Made Simple.